I've been thinking all day long about what I wanted to say and what I wanted to talk about. And there's several different topics that are interesting to me that have popping up in my life. But one has been the most intense lately, which is step parenting. And um, if you know my my story, I I became a step parent seven or eight years ago now um, when I got together with my husband, Thomas, and um, his uh Erilyn's mom, his daughter's mom, mother, they were never married, had been ill for a long time. And so they had a very different dynamic in their house than we have in this house. They had someone who was chronically ill, ambulances at the house, um, just a whole different lifestyle, like a whole different way of what was expected of her. She was really, you know, um, although she, she does have siblings, she was really an only child. Her siblings were out of the house. And it was just a different way. And so Erilyn had to come, uh, when we blended, she came into a family where I had, um, I had a boy and a girl, Cooper and Scarlett, who were my biological children. And then I had Mia, who I was in the process of adopting. So it was a lot of chaos trying to come together. And the goal that Thomas and I have always had is to bring these children in and make them into a family and parent them as equally as possible. But the problem with that is that when you set standards for everybody, and you expect them from everybody. Some standards are easier for some people to stick to than they are for others. And so we end up having some children who really do well in certain areas and who are maturing into things. And then some kids who just still are struggling year after year after year. And, you know, some of these kids are adults or almost adults. Um, and it's complicated because... As a, I'm not even a stepmom anymore. I adopted Erilyn. Her adoption was finalized last year. And I love her very much. I admire her. I actually think she's incredibly bright and smart. And um, she has a huge future ahead of her, I think, in what she's passionate about, which is fashion. She will go to um, Savers. And well, Savers, if you don't know, is like a thrift store. She'll go to a thrift store and come home with the best finds and half the stuff doesn't even really fit her right, but she kind of like alters it and she's just got this whole little vibe and she just, if you took away her phone and you took away her laptop and you just let her sit with her clothes all day, she just like plays dress up all day long and she loves to put together outfits. So I know that that is going to be something that is going to parlay into whether it's a boutique ownership or modeling or whatever. There's so many things. I, I have so many friends that own boutiques and are, work within the fashion industry who are models that I know to some capacity she'll do just fine to Danny because whatever she's actually passionate about, she works her butt off at. The intense part, though, for the last couple of days is that what she's not passionate about is schoolwork. And we have a standard in our house that's um, bees, are, bees are better and then you have your freedoms. You can have friends over. We love to have people over our over at our house. You're welcome to have friends over and cook for them or hang out with them or watch TV with them or whatever you want to do. Um, we we don't do huge screen time limitations. We just expect you to have bees or better. And if you're getting bees or better, generally, you can't just be on your screen all the time, right? You've got to be engaged in school. You've got to be turning in your work. You've got to be communicating with your teachers, and high school is a big job. You know, there's a lot that's required. Uh, some of these kids have six, seven classes. And so there's a lot required to keep up with it. And 
Um, Erilyn in particular has announced that she does not want to go to a four-year right away. She wants to go to a JC. So there's not really a grade requirement to get into our JCs, but at the same time, like you got to be, you got to be pulling your weight at home and she hasn't been. And we have gone through years up and down, up and down, um, many years of summer school because she ends up, oh no, those grades are going to come up. And then they don't, and she ends up flunking a class, and so we have to repeat it in summer school, which screws up our, you know, summer plans selfishly. I'm just like, come on, and it's been year after year after year, and it's, there's a big story and a big drama as to why the grade's like that, the grade's going to come up, and then sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't, but there's a lot of mistrust there because she's frankly earned the mistrust. It's a struggle. I actually told my husband today that if I were if I had come in as a single woman and I was only parenting Erilyn, I probably wouldn't make as much of a deal about her grades as I do because we're trying to set a standard for all the kids. And, you know, it's weird because I see uh, like my sister's daughter is like just this naturally high achieving student and just thrives off of like, she'll be a 5.0 kid when she gets in high school. And Erilyn's just not that way. Not that she can't do the work. And when she does do the work, she's actually an A student. She just is not interested in it, you know? And I think also what lends itself to it is that she's got a great friend group. She's got a great social life. She's got interests that she really loves. Um, She's got places to go, people to see. She's got other things she wants to do besides homework. And uh, the worst, the worst part about the whole thing is I totally relate. I was the exact same way. And when I was in high school, I lied. I lied my way through it when I got called out on stuff, when grades weren't as I said they were going to be. Oh, that must be a teacher error. Oh, I don't think that's right. You know, I just fibbed and I'm not even fibbed. I just totally made up lies. And I can't, I mean, it's years ago. I can't remember to the extent, but I do remember like I always had this stress of, wondering if someone was going to figure out that what I was saying was going to happen wasn't going to happen that I you know I pretended to study and then I didn't really study or and there's actually honestly one thing that I did not have going for me was that I didn't understand a lot of it a lot of the work especially when it came to math because it was cumulative so by the time I got behind and I never got help to catch up I was behind like I was really behind and I never did very well in any of the maths So on the one hand, I completely see myself in Erilyn. She's not my biological child, but I do feel like she gets this from me. Like she is constantly like putting out fires instead of having a calm life. And I know, I mean, I eventually had to just outgrow it and realize that it's no fun always pretending that something was happening that wasn't happening. It was just kind of easier at some point to do the work and get what I needed to get done, done so that people were happy with me. Um, but I think when it just, it comes to schoolwork, it's not that interesting to her. That's, that's my personal opinion. Um, and, and I get that, but there also is a standard, like she has to graduate. Um, she also has to be the type of person, like if you're learning how to follow through in high school and turn in the work that you're asked to do, you're practicing for your future self in a job. And when your boss says, hey, I want you to do X, Y, and Z while I'm gone, 
You don't get on your phone and fart off, right? You do X, Y, and Z while your boss is gone and you do the best job you can and you show up as bright and shiny as you can and hope that your boss notice and that's how you get on to the next step. And so I feel like there's that piece that she has not matured into yet. Did you hear how I said matured? I don't think I've ever said it quite like that. Anyway, I just compile that with the fact that I'm trying to do it from a technically adopted but really stepmom thing and it's complicated because Thomas had his way of doing things before I came along. We totally upended Erilyn's life, had her move from a house with her dad and her mom and then her mom had passed away. So just her and her dad. Then she moves into my house with my three kids and then I go ahead and get pregnant and have a fifth kid. And so when I'm looking at just just my girl, Erilyn, and I think about how her life was affected by Thomas and I coming together. I sometimes feel like, yes, there's been a lot of beautiful things for her, but also her life is very different. And maybe her dad wouldn't be parenting her this way. So it's very complicated. I get very heady about it. Like I'm like, sometimes I even kind of talk to Tammy, um, Erilyn's deceased mom. And I'm like, I mean, send some help down girl. I mean, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with our girl because I see the things that she's doing. I was telling her this week, I was like, you know, we're leading up to the, you know, the end of the grading period. And if your grades don't come up, like you say, they're going to, it's going to be a big problem for you. Like your phone goes away, your computer goes away, your access to talking to your friends and your boyfriend and your social life goes away. And these things are very important to her. And I also, in my heart, in my muscles, in every fiber, in every drop of blood, I remember how important my friends and my social life and all that. I didn't have a boyfriend in high school, but all those things were so important to me in high school as well. And I just feel like life gets so diminished for her when we have to like be punitive, but for whatever reason, it's the only thing that works. So we're having this talk with her. She's completely denying that her grades, not that her grades are low, but that her grades aren't going to just go up. Oh, they're going to go up. They're going to go up. Um, but they've been sitting where they are for like three weeks and we let her get away with it. We let her kind of skate. We hadn't taken anything away. We've been trusting her. So we have this big conversation with her and it kind of is a back and forth exchange, not very pleasant. And then she gets all her stuff taken away. And then all of a sudden she comes home. My my grades are going to go up and she's working. She's at the, you know, she's at the dining room table on the computer. She's working, working, working all day, two days in a row. All of a sudden, 48 hours later today, ta-da, on the high school app, all of her grades are B's, our B's are better. It's exhausting. Like it's just, it's like, I just want her to perform just the baseline of what she has to get done and then move her sweet ass on down the line and go do whatever she wants. Because I want to see, I'm rooting for her to be the best version of herself, whatever she wants to be. I'm not like, okay, you've got to go put your, you know, chemistry hat on and go after your 5.0 and your and you know get into a school for sciences. I'm not like that cuz I can see that's not who she is. She's going to make people very happy helping them look good. She will help people put outfits together or she will design clothing or she will work for a shoe company or a boot company and she will love it. 
but my God, high school has been so hard. Like getting her through, getting her to be responsible, getting her to be consistent has been really challenging. And no, I mean, all my kids, Cooper was challenging. Scarlett is challenging. Mia is challenging. I'm sure Lincoln will be challenging too. But the other layer on top of that is that she's my quote unquote stepkid. So sometimes I feel like I am completely overstepping. It's almost like, it's almost like, you know, double Dutch um, jump rope. And, you know, you're trying to figure out even single jump rope. You're trying to figure out where to step in, where to step in. I'm doing this thing with my hands right now. Right. And you're getting the rhythm and you're watching the rhythm and you're like, where do, where do I, nope, not there. Oh, oh, no. And then you jump in and you ruin the whole thing. And it's, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, I, I didn't have her since she was a baby. I do know that she went through some really traumatic things, losing her mom, watching her mom be, um, ill, um, for an extended period of time, watching her dad and her mom, you know, and the things that they went through in their relationship, it's been a complicated road for her. I also think for all that she's been through, man, what an incredible human being she's turning out to be. You know, she is that kid that we don't, we haven't worried about her hygiene in a long time. We haven't worried about her you know, putting on clean clothes and looking great and getting a job and making great friends and keep, I mean, she's had a friend group since like fifth or sixth grade, all the same girls. They're all crazy about each other. They're pretty nice to each other. And she's, she just really is a great kid. I really can't say enough about how many great attributes she has, but oh my God, school and being honest about what's going on with school is not one of them. And it's really a challenge. I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give about step parenting is patience, patience for your spouse, because they're trying to figure it out too. And patience for the child and love and consistency. Did I say two things? I meant three things, patience, love, and consistency. And just keep repeating that over and over again as things come up, because I think that there's going to always be a bit of pushback from a kid who is the step kid or the Um, even, you know, we have an adopted child too. You see that where it's like, oh, are you going to still love me if I act like this? Well, how's this going to go down if I act like that? And by being consistent and just like, no, I'm here. The roles are the same. I love you. I'm sorry. I know you didn't show up for yourself and now, you know, you're going to have to have a struggle because of that, but I still love you and I'm still here and tomorrow's a new day. And that's, it's, it's, in some ways it's, of course it's been years of that, but that's parenting too. That's parenting a kid with, you know, 1.5 siblings and a mother and father in the home. It's consistency and love and showing up and consistency and love and showing up and being patient with each other. And that is the best that I can do is to continue to show up and um, smile and listen and try and advise as best I can. Thomas and I often will refer to our parenting as just uncomfortable observation because as your kids get older and they're making decisions that you just don't necessarily think are the best, you just kind of have to watch because they're learning their own lessons and doing things in their own time frame in their own way. And yes, there are consequences, whether it's a child in their school or whether it's Um, a job opportunity that someone isn't taking that they could, whether it's um, how they're taking care of their mental or physical health, 
whatever the deal is, just because they're not doing it the way that I would do it, isn't, you know, isn't indicative of anything being wrong. Um, and I think Thomas and I, we've talked about this before. We sometimes will get caught up in like, you know, we're so upset about somebody's bedroom or whatever. And it's like, Oh my God, I remember what my bedroom was like. It was a nightmare. Like my mom said that her room actually, when the sun would go down and it would, the sun would beat in her room, it would actually smell like she had so many dirty clothes in there. And that's just like, that's kids. That's life. Right. I mean, we all know what a messy, what, what a messy bedroom's about. I do sometimes get caught in my head and think to myself, what would it be like if I wasn't here? Would he be this rigid? Would she only have one? It would just be one child for him to deal with. And so maybe she would do better in school. And I get really caught up. I get really caught up that she's not getting what she would have had, had Thomas and I not gotten together. And then I come full circle with it, of course. And she has a mom and a dad and I've adopted her and she's gained siblings and a baby sister who she's amazing too. And she's loved. I mean, my parents adore her. She has, I think there's 17 cousins. We have 17 cousins in my family now. Yeah. A lot of cousins and lots of family get togethers and lots of love and a warm home to come home to that's clean and stocked. And she just has a really good life. So Oh, as much as I get down on myself and I get worried and I get in my head, I also am like, okay, we're doing okay. And I think that that's step parenting. And I think that's parenting. There's a lot of insecurities and am I doing the right thing? But at the end of the day, if you are showing up with that consistency, love, patience, I don't think you can go wrong. And I think you just need to stay in that. So I hope this catches somebody who needed to hear it or wants to forward this on. Maybe you know somebody else who's kind of in the thick of parenting. And some days can just be super complicated. You know, you're just like, okay, I could totally tell that this kid is not being honest. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. It's all consuming. But it's worth it.